Hello, this is Jane Stavum, Superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, and this is our podcast. Join us for an audible look inside the Sioux Falls School District, where we'll put a spotlight on the people, places, and practices of our district. Hello, everybody. This is Jane Stavum, and welcome back to our podcast. Today we're going to do things a little bit differently and instead of having a guest here with us live, we are actually going to pitch it over to a recent conversation that the South Dakota Public Broadcasting team had with our teachers as part of a series they're doing on teacher talks. It's educators talking about public education with a lot of different themes over the next few weeks. We want to make sure that you're part of that, so take a listen. You're listening to In the Moment on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. I'm Lori Walsh. School is now in session, and so is a new segment on In the Moment. I am thrilled to bring you Teacher Talk every Tuesday starting today. And I'd like to introduce you to the teaching professionals who are stepping away from the classroom, if only for a moment, to share their expertise with all of us. Gina Benz is an English teacher at Roosevelt High School in Sioux Falls, and Jackie Wilbur is director of the Center of Student and Professional Services that's at the University of South Dakota's School of Education. They joined me for a conversation on teacher recruitment ahead of the new school year, and I'll warn you, the following conversation might make you want to drop everything and become a teacher. Take a listen. Tell me a little bit, Jackie, how you guys, how you and Gina know each other and how you were, have worked together in the past. Yeah, I feel so lucky to know Gina for as long as I have. Um, we got to meet in 2007. Well, before that, actually, I was a student at Roosevelt High School when she was a teacher. Well. Um, and then shortly thereafter, in 2007, I was her long-term sub while she was on parental leave. Um, and I adore Gina, learned so much from her. I am very thrilled that we're getting to do this project together. Um, but the most recent capacity that we're getting to work together in is that um, through the Teacher Pathway Program, which is a collaboration between the University of South Dakota and the Sioux Falls School District. Well, what kind of teacher was she like? Um, fabulous. <laughs> no, I think um, the thousands of students, I mean, you have thousands of students thousands. at this point, yeah, yeah. Um, that you've had, I think would all say, She's an incredibly compassionate person, a very good listener. And the thing that I always admire about your classroom is how you really create a sense of community and people from all different walks of life feel safe and comfortable and like they have something to contribute and share. Mm, thank you. That mm. makes me, that's exactly what I want it to be. So mm. it's good to get that feedback. Jack, you failed to mention though that uh, you taught, you were my colleague yes. as well. And you taught <laughs> speech and debate. Mm -hmm. And then we would have lunch together and we uh, talked about the deepest of things and also just just nurtured each other yeah. during that time. Our classrooms were right next door to each other for four years, and that was a very magical time. It oh. was magical. Yeah. All right, Miss Benz, why did you want to be a teacher in the first place? How did you get into this field? I didn't always want to be a teacher. I actually went to college to be a marriage and family therapist. Nice. And then I thought, well, I should have a practical backup plan. And... You know, I hate to say it, but teaching is a good backup plan for some people. There's a lot of teachers who planned to be nurses or doctors, and then they become high school science teachers, and, and they love it. You know, something wonderful about, about teaching is you have the same schedule as your children. Yeah. So I have summer off with my kids. I have winter breaks with my kids. And so when that all clicked for me in college, I changed my mind and decided the goal was to be a 
an English teacher, a high school English teacher. And I haven't looked back. I think I'll do it for another 20 years probably. There is a structure to teaching that has always appealed to me, which I think comes from being a student. You know, I love the back to school. I like the new school supplies. I like the breaks. Um, there was something about the changing of the seasons that, that created for me a stability that I don't want to say wasn't available at home, like I had an unstable home, but it was something that that's what your lives are structured around. For so many of us, our lives are structured around school. Even if you're homeschooled, a lot of your life is structured around whatever that education looks like. So I totally find it appealing to do that professionally. <laughs> you know, also, you know, with the start of the school year, I don't say welcome back to my students. I say happy new year yeah. because it's, it's our year. It's when our year really does start. Yeah. And it is just such a good routine, but it also has clear endings so you can start over and mm -hmm. do better the next time. Mm -hmm. All right. So for our, what we're going to do with these teacher talk conversations on Tuesdays is really Again, step into that teacher's lounge, pull back the curtain, and talk about everything from education theory to what it's like to have a bad day as a teacher and to go back and do it again, to things that might be happening in peer once we get to the legislative session, to just why you still love your job, even when uh, it might be overwhelming, like so many of us feel our jobs can be overwhelming. We're going to start with recruitment. Mm. And Jackie, explain what the teacher pathways program is for people who have not heard of it before? Sure. It's an incredibly successful program. I'm really proud of it. Um, it started in 2018 as a partnership with the University of South Dakota and the Sioux Falls School District. And it's really designed to inspire high school students to become interested in the field of education. And so they can take two courses, um, Teacher Pathway 1 or Teacher Pathway 2, and that counts for high school credit, and then it also counts for credit at the University of South Dakota, um, and is also transferable to most colleges in the state. Um, since the time it started, 575 students have gone through the program, and we just graduated our first cohort um, in May of 2023. So those students who were high school students in Gina's class or in other classes in Sioux Falls are now teachers in the Sioux Falls School District. So oh. it's like this very cool full circle moment, um, and we're excited for it to keep continuing. What do you want to add to that, Gina, about the program itself? It is one of the greatest joys of my whole career to nurture students to decide if teaching is for them. And certainly some students realize teaching isn't for them. Mm. Good. Then they don't waste time in college. They can move on to another career that is more for them. Some students take teacher pathway and they don't intend to be teachers, but they think, well, it could be a good, here it is, backup plan. <laughs> And uh, what USD told me early on was that they had students who were sophomores or juniors who had been business majors or whatnot come into the School of Education and say, you know what, this isn't doing it for me. I took Teacher Pathway. That was kind of fun. How do I get into the education program now? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not a surefire. All these students become teachers, but it's a good way to explore. What is the problem with teaching, not, not with recruitment, but there's a need here, and mm -hmm. it's an urgent need. We don't have enough teachers. Lay out some of the facts, Jackie, for us. Yeah, um, so it's it's not just a problem in the state of South Dakota. It's a problem nationwide. Um, we started the school year with a pretty strong teacher shortage 
um, on the whole. Some research that just came out of Kansas State University had that number pretty high, like 36,000 vacancies across the, the nation this year. And so um, I think there's just a need to kind of reinvigorate the profession, and that's what we set out to do with the Teacher Pathway Program. My office works with recruitment. Um, it's one of the main jobs that we do. And I think that um, just speaking about teachers in a really uplifting and positive way and remembering all of the good teachers that we've had is, is some of the energy that needs to come into the profession right now. Um, because there has been challenges the past few years. To say that there hasn't would be inaccurate. <laughs> but I also think it's really important that we start to encourage folks and remember all of the reasons that education is important for society. Um, and the Department of Education is doing this too. They just came out with a brand new website um, and they are trying to infuse the state with people becoming more excited about the profession as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, when you have high school students and you say, you know, you'd be a good teacher, and they say, oh, no, I would never want, like, what are some of the misperceptions that high school students have mm. about the education field based on the fact that they're in school when you tell them that, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, they just want to get out of school at this point. You I know, know yeah. I know. Part of my job is to recruit students to try Teacher Pathway or, or at least just make sure it's known that this is an option. And I uh, remember one year I went into the Black Student Union Club and I said, how many of you have ever had a teacher who looks like you? And they had not. And I said, would you like to have a teacher who maybe has some of your cultural experiences? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So how many of you might want to be a teacher? Not a single hand was raised. Why not? Oh, I don't want to be in poverty. I don't want to be poor. Mm. That's the biggest <laughs> misconception uh. that comes with a lot of people that I talk to, not just this group. And so then I talk about how, you know, teaching leads to a very solid, secure, middle-class lifestyle. And we get paid in two ways in our jobs. We get paid with money, but we also get paid with happiness. Mm -hmm. And so you got to figure out what makes you happy, what makes you enough money, and what is enough money for you. And I tell them, your teachers, we have solid middle-class lifestyles. We have great retirement. There are benefits beyond the paycheck. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing I think people forget about teaching is that it's not just the first-year teacher's salary that you're looking at. There are administrators, and there are teacher coaches, and you make more money now than you did when you were a student teacher, right? And there's room for advancement in education that uh, perhaps they're not considering either. That is true. However, I have made a conscious decision that I want to stay in the classroom. Mm. I don't want to go into administration. I want to lead from the classroom because um, I'm in the trenches mm. with, with my teaching colleagues. And so sometimes I'm a speaker at things or I write things, and, and these people know that I'm not removed from the classroom. I'm in it with you. Now, our schools are attempting to... Uh, have the starting pay get larger mm -hmm. and more competitive. That is for sure. So in the Sioux Falls area, for instance, most teachers are starting at around 50000 right now. You mentioned student teaching. Uh, in South Dakota, students do not get paid to student teach, so it's more like an unpaid internship. Uh, that's not the case everywhere, though, and so that's probably the next step in South Dakota to figure out how we can comp compete there. 
And Jackie, you probably have more to say about that. Yeah, I have so much more to say about that. So maybe we'll have to save it for another time. But <laughs> legislation did just change. And so, um, yeah, things are on the horizon in terms of, of getting student teaching or what we call teacher residency paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So what are some of the ways that you think um, the rest of the, the public can talk about teachers in a way, like in the way that we discuss um, what teachers do that helps young people see that this is a, a viable career for them. H how do we talk about educators these days? Yeah, I think honestly that's the simplest way that we can start to encourage people into the profession. Um, I think teachers and and people in roles like mine need to start doing it themselves. You know, I do remember wanting to be a teacher at an earlier age and being discouraged by other teachers. And I think um, I've just been putting my ear to that a little bit more. And mm -hmm. I think that we could speak highly of ourselves and that would be a really good place to start um, because I really value the work that we do I'm proud of the work that we do and my favorite people are teachers and so I think just simply saying what um, what good people exist out there reminding folks about the the good teachers that they've had in their past speaking highly of the profession um, it's a simple switch but I know for me um, since I made the conscious effort to do that, I'm just seeing great teachers and great future teachers everywhere. And it doesn't have to be a, f you know, fake it till you make it. Oh, situation. no, I'm not Pollyanna. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's let's find ways to make this profession enjoyable for you. Mm -hmm. I truly do love being a teacher. I am not faking it in any no. way. But I also took really intentional, concerted steps to find that joy and to find where my flow would be as a teacher that keeps me loving this profession. So, you know, I have had to set certain boundaries. I've I changed how I grade. It's you find the strategies so you can find that joy. Let's talk about that finding ways to make the profession enjoyable for mm -hmm. you. Jackie, what's that been like for you? You know, I do think it started with something as simple as a mindset. Um, I am naturally a, a pretty stressed person. It kind of comes by, I come by it honestly, as they say. And so I made a conscious effort to start addressing that in my own life. And um, once I started addressing my own stress, I realized all the ways that I could make my classroom when I was teaching high school much more relaxed. And, and that made my students more relaxed. And then suddenly it was a much more comfortable place to be. I do think there's a lot of influences from the outside that made me feel, at least at the time, that there was a lot of shoulds and supposed tos. And I think that the times have changed where teachers have more um, empowerment, more control than I think that we sometimes let ourselves have. And that for me just made all the difference to kind of give myself that permission. Things like like just bringing more plants into my classroom because I liked the way they looked or taking like quiet time at the beginning so that everyone could kind of settle down and um, slowing the pace of some things. Nothing major, um, but all of those things just made my, my personal being more relaxed and I think that made me a better teacher and my classroom more comfortable. Yeah, tell me a little bit, Gina, about things that you've done to just make this, this profession an enjoyable career, not just something that you're going to burn out on in five years? I think the first thing is to make connections. I mm -hmm. make connections with my students. I try to learn a little bit about every single one of them. And those relationships are genuine and important in my life. So that's number one. Secondly, my motto is that learning should be fun. Mm -hmm. And notice I'm not saying school should be fun or class should be fun, although that's great if they are learning. That means we're actually doing something. People are growing. People are developing. And so learning should be fun. And so how do I make learning fun? 
I think about what would be meaningful to the students, relevant to their lives. I, in an English class, um, in life beyond the classroom walls, I don't do worksheets when I read a book. We talk about the book and make connections and ask questions, maybe do a little bit of research, but I don't make a diorama. <laughs> so those things can be fun don't, and sometimes necessary, don't yeah, get me wrong. Sure. But mostly I try to make the classroom feel like what the world is outside of the classroom walls. And I never say like real life, because tell, I tell you what, in the classroom, that is real life. That is real life for those kiddos. Mm -hmm. But beyond the classroom walls. So hopefully the English classroom is a little bit more like a book club. You know, and then when they're writing, hopefully it's very meaningful to them where they can learn more about themselves, others, and society. Mm. What are some ways that uh, you collaborate with other teachers down the hall? Uh, you know, you mentioned being next door to each other in the classroom, the kind of support that you find from other educators. What's that like? It's really powerful. Uh, you find your people. I don't know who said it. I don't even know if it's real, but it means something to me. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. And you know, you find your teacher people who, who share your teaching philosophies and some who don't because it's good to be challenged. It's good to look at other perspectives, but you're just, you be intentional with who your teacher besties are and, uh, and they support me both professionally with thinking about grading a little differently or something like that, but they also support professionally. Actually, one of my friends, she once said in all of her observations, and she's in her 50s, she said, teachers seem to have the closest, most beautiful relationships with each other than people do in other workplaces. I don't know if that's true. Mm -hmm. I've only been a teacher since college, but I do feel that. You never stop learning yourself, right? Oh, absolutely. And it made me also think about um, when you were talking about learning being fun, how fun it is to watch students learn. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. to go share those successes with the teacher down the hall just is like the best part about yes. teaching. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're never going to believe what this kid said or how this went. Um, all the funny things that happen. There's, It's just like real community. Um, yeah, to just be able to be that close to people. They really are your neighbor in this very literal sense. Um, Gina and I even shared a, a portable wall so sometimes we could hear each other teaching or <laughs> or maybe my students were a little loud <laughs> so she could hear them as well too. Uh, but yeah, there's like a lot of learning happens and the, the community building is, is so powerful. Yeah, you know, and it's a community because a school, especially nowadays, is meant to be collaborative. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to collaborate with each other and be curious, not compete with each other. And yeah. I know in so many other businesses that competition can, it drives people, but it can also beat people down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so how we talk about teachers matter, how we talk about teachers in our homes matter for our students, inviting people into the profession, encouraging them into the profession, mm -hmm. and then connecting them with some of these resources like Teacher Pathways yeah. um, can do a lot toward helping chip away at the teacher shortage.